Let's have a word of prayer as we go straight to the word of God this morning. Our precious Father, we want to thank you. We give you thanks. We praise your holy name, O God. And by your strength and by your power, may your word and may your grace take absolute control. Bless your people and honor your people by your mighty hands. We pray that every soul that will hear this words will surely will be blessed. And may your word sink deep down to the heart of people that they can testify of your good works. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Now this morning, we continue with our message about testimonies of the Lord. Last week, um, we show you the areas that God has put you to testify to people. Um, this message is purposely to bring you to a level where you will appreciate true and genuine and sincere testimony from God. And those who um, false prophets and charlatans who've been using fake testimony, they pay people to give fake testimonies and also stage manage uh, uh, miracles. God is still in his miracle business. God is still healing people. Miraculous healing. God is healing cancer kidney disease, God is still working miracles as in the biblical days. God is still healing um, all manner of disease. People who run to him uh, through faith and God is still raising the dead. And so for somebody to sit somewhere and say these things are, are no more happening, the person really has lost touch with the Christian faith and does not know the workings of God. 
and a and Hallelujah. Amen. And we also want you to know that there are some false prophets, charlatans from the days of the Bible. They try to always distort the works of God, the miracle works of God. Jesus even cautioned us. He said, beware of false prophets. That means you shouldn't ignore them. That means you don't have to just overlook their activities. But Jesus wants us to be, uh, to have a sound knowledge how they operate. And today we talking about genuine testimonies. Amen. Amen. One of the ways you can testify is you must be able to tell people how you became born again. That testimony is very vital. Amen. Amen. How you became born again. It's a testimony that God wants you to share with others. So that they, they could also be encouraged and come to the Lord. Amen. Amen. In Psalm 22, verse 25, he said, My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And so God expects us to stand either in the congregation of the Lord or either before even unbelievers and let them know how you became born again. If indeed you are born again and you have seen transformation in your life, you need to tell people it's a great testimony. You need to tell others about how sinful you were and how the Lord gave, forgave you and saved you. Sometimes we become born again and, and then we are even uh, we feel shy or embarrassed to 
talk about our past lifestyle. That testimony can encourage somebody also who have been have been a captive in sin. Somebody that the enemy uh, has blinded and and made the person to know that you can enjoy sin. That your testimony can deliver such person. People are trapped in sin. Some arm robbers want to stop, but they don't know how to come out of it. Some cocaine dealers need to repent, but they don't know how to do it. Murderers, people, uh, uh, gangsters, they want to live that kind of lifestyle, but they are trapped in sin. The devil can trap somebody in sin and say, well, well, where you've gotten to, oh, continue on. I mean, there's no need. By your testimony about your past sinful life, can encourage such person that there is hope for me if I come to the Lord. In the book of John chapter 8, the Bible um, uh, talks about a woman that was caught in adultery. This woman was married and somehow um, had a side chick, had um, a boyfriend somewhere, and um, the two of them decided to hide and do their own thing. <laughs> And then the Bible says they were caught in the very act. One day, two of them were having a hot sex and they were caught. And then the Bible the Bible says, according to the laws of Moses, such a person should be stoned to death. So they brought this woman to Jesus and said, Rabbi, we saw this, we caught this woman and a partner in the very act. That means they were still on it and we, 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 we caught them. And according to the laws of Moses, such a person should be stoned to death. Because 
You know, we live in sinful world. And, and the devil can easily trick somebody. You can be a very honorable person. You could be a respectable person. But if you are not careful, the next moment, the devil can trick you into sin and then you are trapped. It is a one share, yeah. There have been very honorable uh, married women who have been caught in such scandals. And there have been other men also, respectable men, caught in such scandals. But your testimony that I used to do this but Jesus has delivered me. It will help somebody else. Your testimony is waiting to deliver somebody. And so in John chapter 8 verse 10 when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman he said to her woman where are those where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Amen. Amen. You know, society will have condemned this woman. But the grace and the mercies of God can provide a window of escape. So no matter what you've gotten involved. Your sinful lifestyle. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be delivered. You can be saved. And you can start life afresh. Because we have a testimony in the Bible. And this woman was delivered from condemnation. She was delivered from execution. She was delivered from the hands of those who wanted to destroy her. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And so a testimony about your sinful lifestyle, what you used to do. You are a thief. 
And the Lord saved you. I remember years ago, one of my friends from Nigeria uh, visited us in this church. You know, both of us were in the Bible school. It's called Solomon Osage. In the 80s, he was one of the hardened armed robbers in Nigeria. And according to him, he could vanish when the police are coming. But one day they went to rob a certain Christian. And 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 the person, you know, they will come there, they will do everything, steal, and sometimes they will rape uh, your wife or the women. And then the the victim boldly said, let me pray for you people before you do whatever you want to do. So he prayed. A powerful prayer. 
that the Lord should have mercy on them and the Lord should deliver them and after the operation you know they stole everything money they took everything and normally Solomon will allow his boys to go and he will be the last person because when the police come he can vanish and so um, his boys left and he took his time he was just walking around and then they heard a siren that the police are coming and he said that day he, he would just touch his hip then he's gone he touched it and he was still there he tried it the juju couldn't work he tried again he tried again and the police walked in and he handed himself but God had mercy on him he was found guilty and they were going to execute him but God intervened somehow and after seven some years he was let out he changed completely in fact when I was in the Bible school I was in the same hostel with him and he, he, he was so quiet he was so cool but when he gave his testimony that he is Solomon Osage that I'm robber everybody was shaking and I remember sometimes we go for a crusade and some radical uh, boys, some uh, ragamuffins will come around, some trouble uh, shooters want to disrupt our crusade. He will just pick them up and say, I'm someone Osage. You know my name. And the place is just quiet. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Point number two testify how um, uh, God has delivered you from the power of darkness. How God has delivered you from the power of darkness. How God delivered you from the power of darkness. Amen. Amen. In Mark chapter 5, verse 18 to 19. Amen. It is very important to tell your testimony how you were influenced by powers of darkness. How 
you led the line, people were into voodoos. They were into juju powers. They, you know, everything, every power, they will go for it. They will run after it. Amen. Amen. That, and not only that, sometimes you yourself, you were experiencing some demonic attacks. Sometimes in your dream, you, you see things physically, certain phenomena uh, figures will appear to you. And, and certain things will happen to you in a way that you can say, no, this is not uh, the norm. There is something going on. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to testify that God has delivered you and through that you became a believer and a born again Christian. I was a young man I had just come out of um, the school of mines and uh, I used to go around and preach with some friends in Takradi. And we used to go to some of the elementary schools. And one day, a certain uh, uh, girl approached us with a problem. And according to this girl, anytime he's coming to school, he will see a snake chasing her. And sometimes the snake had the audacity to snatch her uh, belt. And you'll be seeing that snake in a dream speaking to her that I, you belong to me. And it happened and it got to a point sometime when, when uh, she's going to school, she, she, she has to make sure that he's in the midst of her friends. It, 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 you know, when she's walking alone, this snake will appear. But when she is among friends, the snake will not appear. So, uh, it became a life of torture to her, even going to school. And I remember we went there, we preached. She gave her life to Christ. We pray and break and destroy that demonic power. And later on, she was telling us that the mom told her 
She went to a place in Atebubu. You know, she needed the fruit of the womb and went to see a certain uh, fetish or a shrine. She went to some shrine there and then they performed some rituals and through that the mother became pregnant and then uh, she was born. So that's, uh, that deity was uh, somehow demanded her soul demanded that she belong to her. But I thank God she was delivered and she testified that now she could come to school and, and alone and you will not see that snake anymore. In the book of Mark, let's go to Mark. Chapter 5. We know how Jesus delivered a demoniac from Gadarians. The word Gadarians comes from the word God. God was one of the sons of uh, Jacob. It was an area occupied by uh, the sons of God. And when God was being born, Amen, Amen. the mother said, Troops are coming. Amen. Amen. Troops are coming. And prophetically, after many days, that area became a demonic prone, infested area among um, the land of Israel. And that's where Jesus had an encounter with a man who had um, a demons, a legion of demons. That means troops. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the Bible says, and uh, let's read. After Jesus had delivered this man. In verse 18, Mark 5, 18 to 19. Amen. Amen. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. And how he had had compassion on you. Verse 20. 
And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him. Amen. Amen. The Bible says the man went round to tell people what Jesus had done for him. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, this man's testimony stirred a lot of people who had problems. You could see the woman... Uh, after the testimony of this man, when Jesus was returning, the woman who had um, issue with blood, you know, uh, for 12 years, said, oh, then this man, I don't even need him to. I had to just touch his garment and I'll be made whole. Hallelujah. Amen. And not only that, many were healed. The Bible says, so Jesus went with him. I mean, that is where um, a man, Jairus, daughter was sick. Jairus also heard about this man's testimony. So you see how powerful that uh, uh, your testimony can motivate others to come to the Lord. So Jairus also heard it and said, well, I have to go and see this man. And Jairus also came to see Jesus. And I'm sorry, Jairus also said, Jairus also said, Jairus also Hallelujah. This man, this man went about telling people. Amen. Amen. The capolis is made of ten cities. The capolis here. That means 10 big cities. The word Deca. It means 10. Deca. And police for cities. This according to the Greek translation. Deca. It's ten. And police. And a police. It's cities. So the capolis. Ten cities. This man went about testifying and telling people how Jesus had been merciful to him and delivered him. So your testimonies can deliver somebody. It can hurt someone to become born again. It can give encouragement to others that there is hope for them. 
Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You should share your testimony about how God delivered you from idol worship. Testimony about witchcraft, how you've been delivered. You shouldn't be embarrassed. If you've been delivered from witchcraft, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You should tell others because there are people who also are in the court. There are people who strived in juju powers. They make juju their vocation. They move from one place seeking power and have been delivered. Testimonies from such people can help those who have made pursuing juju powers their enterprise also to come to the Lord. Um, years ago in Takrade there was a man from Benin an evangelist and, and he, um, he was sharing with us I mean, uh, that he used to belong to a very powerful court in Benin. And they were so powerful and destructive. And, and they see people and they want to cast spell on you. Your business, they want to cast spell to destroy it. When you provoke them, they can cause things to happen. And he said one day, a pastor was having a crusade. And then they said, what? This man, he want to bring Christ to this place. He doesn't know that we are the one ruling here. You see, when the devil gives you power, he will blind you and he will deceive you, make you to know that you are invisible, you are untouchable. And so, he said they have a tree that spiritually they can gather on that tree. They meet there. He said the tree, there's a hollow inside and, and they can go there. They vanish. They enter. And you can enter without any door and you can come out without any door. So they went there and gathered that that day they want to chant and, and, and they want to cast a spell on the pastor who was uh, having the crusade.
When they went back, after casting spells on the evangelist, and he said they cast a spell that was there was a storm, you know, that blew that day, storm. So the crusade somehow was was touched. Amen. Amen. Then after when they wanted to come out, he said there's a word. They say it and then they walk out. Now they, they spoke the word. They spoke. What kind? They, 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 will, they mentioned it several times. Then it was not working. So they were stuck inside the tree. The physically they were stuck. They did everything that they knew about um, uh, that had been taught by their masters, but nothing worked. They called all the powers, but it wasn't working. And he said, for 24 hours, they were stuck in the tree. Then, Somehow, something came to his mind. Let's call the name of Jesus. Let's call the name of Jesus. So he started shouting and calling Jesus. Jesus, deliver us. Jesus, deliver us. Jesus. Jesus. And the the spiritual door opened and then they came out. So after she sat down, I said, There is something in the name of Jesus. Why is it that all these names I mentioned, nothing happened? And I've been locked up here 24 hours. And from there, he denounced the court. He walked into a church. Gave his life to Christ. And he started preaching around. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you are in similar things, sometimes you've gotten deep. You think you are powerless. You think you can do things. You can destroy people. You can curse people anyhow. There is a name that is greater than whatever power that you have. And that is the name of Jesus. If you have such a situation, past lifestyle, you need to testify and the Lord will deliver you. Demonic powers, demonic principalities, wicked spirits, and all that they do is to cause accident, to destroy lives. Hallelujah. Amen. But thank God that Jesus, in the name of Jesus, 
all of them will bow. So your testimony about such activities can help others. Unfortunately, people have been delivered, but they, they, they feel embarrassed to share such testimony. And sometimes they think, oh, it's not necessary. In the 90s, a preacher came all the way from um, London. And he came to my office. About my office. Because I, I, and, and because he saw an interview I did with CNN about the supernatural. And strangely, that preacher came and then he was condemning so many things. You know, these things are fallacy. They do not exist. He said, oh, kind of witchcraft is, there is nothing like witchcraft. And, and he's a preacher. Then I said, why is it that it's written in the Bible? I didn't know if you have not had encounter with that. Then I, he, he said, why do I ask my people to fast so that they, they can uh, destroy set powers? And and, and that there is nothing like that. Just, just preach the word. Then I said, yeah, what I'm preaching is also the word. Because the Bible talks about it. Paul had an encounter. He said, I fought with the beast in Ephesus. This man condemned me. When he went back to his church in London, something happened. I don't want to go into the details. Something happened. Series of things happened. If I was one arrested by the police. No, no. And then, then even his own church. People started accusing him. They came out with series of accusation. And finally, he was thrown out of the church. I remember I met a, a man of God who knows him close and then um, I said, how's your friend? How's he taking it? Is this thing happening? Is it just something that by accident is happening to him? And the man of God told me, he said, he has now, he's now delving into the Bible to know the other side. And now he has come to know that real, the devil is real. Demonic powers are real. Witchcraft 
It's real. Demonic power. People acquire all kinds of powers. People get into large, they get into secret society and acquire powers and fame and prestige. You know, sometimes the devil can call out such secret society and make it look, oh, it's a club. It's this. It, it brings, it's all demonic. Thank God, God used me to introduce deliverance in Ghana and I've had people. I mean, the secret people, when they are telling me they are secret. So now you sit down, you, you, you even, you, you, is this person a human being? You know, people that have been delivered from series of, they were involved in all kinds of things. So sometimes the devil can give a nice name to secret society. And he says, oh, this is for a prestigious people. When you come, you become a prominent. It's all deception of the devil. No matter who is into it, it's a deception of the devil. Now, when someone Hallelujah. In Colossians 1, verse 13, the book of Colossians 1, 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? So there's power of darkness. So when you talk of witchcraft, it come under the power of darkness. You talk of secret society, it come under the power of darkness. You talk about juju, you talk about voodoo, you talk about... The Bible says demonic wisdom. It's all demonic wisdom. All cults. You know, they secret society, they all come under the power of darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God I, at my last station in Nigeria, I lived in Benin City in a quarters called Aduawa. There were some serious staffs that were handled in those places before I was transferred to Orenigbe. When you talk of Orenigbe, among the Edo kingdom, Orenigbe is the most second important uh, city. Amen. That's where they have the headquarters of the Oloku God. I was there. And uh, by God's grace, God used us when the late Archbishop Benson Idahosa sent me to um, Orenibe. God used me mightily over there. And up to now, when you go there, you ask of 
Pastor Mighty from Ghana, everybody will uh, tell you what God used me to do. Hallelujah. Amen. So that your testimony is very important. Hallelujah. Amen. You also need to testify how God delivered you from bad habits. Bad habit. There are some habits. The Bible speaks against. It's a habit. Anything that you become addicted to. Anything bad. Some are addicted to sex. Fornication. They are addicted to fornication. Some are addicted to adultery. She knows she's a married woman, but she does it. Or it's a married man, but he does it. He thinks, oh, I'm a man. I can choose. The Bible speaks about it. There are some when they want any woman that they see in 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 skirt, they want to chase. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a bad habit. It's a bad habit. Some have bad habit of smoking uh, weed. It's a bad habit. I used to have a friend. When we were in school, she she would just leave uh, uh, school, go and hide somewhere, and and, and smoke. A day, you know, he cannot just stay a day without smoking weed. And sometimes she needs to trek when he's short of weed. She has to trek from our school, that school of mines. There's a place called Takwane Aboso. There was a suburb. She would have to trek all the way, sometimes in the night, and go and get the stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. Bad habit. Some have bad habit of lying. They will lie. The way they will, everything they will say is full of lies. They live a lifestyle of, of lying. When they are with women, they will lie to them. When they are friends, they will lie to them. What they don't have, they say they have it. What they don't uh, know, they say they know it. 
The place they have not been to, he has not been to London before, but you say, oh, London, I was there, I spent some few days, I didn't like it, but I came down. Lying lifestyle, deception, amen, Amen. even when they are going out, they will go and borrow a, a suit, borrow kente, borrow this, to go and, and, and present themselves. It's all lying lifestyle. You don't have it. Why don't you be plain to yourself? Lie, oh, you know this occasion, I need your content. It's a lying lifestyle. You don't have it. The, the suit, you don't have it. Just be humble. Go with what you have. But no, they will go and, and, and then, then they will appear as a king. But yeah. it's all lies. And I'm a true seventy, so I'll be crying. Oh, near the combat, how could you be so? I could you be kinty or the assistant or Some people worked in in some establishment, it could be public service, of, and it's all lies. They bring back away a juma or side a juma hand, they go to where they just sign their name and they go and sit somewhere. All that they do is to work lottery. Some even when they sign it, they leave. And sometimes they have another business elsewhere and go and sit. And at the end of the month, they will come and collect. It's lying lifestyle. But Jesus can deliver you from it. Sometimes you are in an office where people, when they are asked to go and buy something, they will go and, and, and then tell them, oh, you know, it even happens to me. Sometimes when I'm going to buy something of my own, those people will ask you, uh, the receipt, how much do you want us to put on? You have to be sincere to yourself. Say, no, as you bought it, just like that. Just
Et oui. A pure stealing. We, we, we normally accuse politicians as thieves. But, you know, the carpenter is stealing. You send the carpenter, the mason, he's stealing. The cement, instead of uh, two bars, he said, oh, master, we need five bars. Then he will just work with two. And then the three, he will just find some way to stealing. The steel bender is stealing. The uh, uh, carpenter, the mason, everybody, the laborer is also stealing. We need to be a laborer, we are mason, we are steel bender, we are. It's all a bad habit. It's a bad habit. That needs to stop. And so if God had delivered you from such bad habits, you need to testify to the glory of God that I used to do this in my workplace, but now God delivered me. So I'm no more in Torah. Such a testimony will help somebody somewhere to lead a clean life, to make an effort Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, if, if you're not people come to you with all kinds of shady deals. Amen. Amen. You are into a uh, sakawa, you are into uh, internet fraud, scam, and you say, oh yeah, it's also business. Ah, I mean, I ah, we we. But the Bible says the curse of the thief will chase you. So those bad habits we need to testify if you've been delivered let people know that they can also be delivered. In, in um, 2 Corinthians, let's go to 2 Corinthians. Chapter 4, verse 2. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness. Not handling the word of God deceitfully. But manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. You see, bad habit can be invoked. That you may not say it. Uh, 
maybe you, you see a lady, oh, this nice lady. If this lady, if I get her, oh, you won't say it in your heart. And that's why Jesus said that you can commit fornication with your thoughts. Or, or you can commit adultery with your thoughts. Your conscience. That what you are, the thought, is it right thought? Your thought about people. Sometimes you may not insult them, but you insult them in, in your mind. Amen. Amen. Two children were fighting. And they were separated. Then one of them rushed. Rushed on the other. To go and fight again. Then the one who separated, what happened? He didn't say anything. Why are you going to fight her again? He said he's insulting me in his mind. In her mind. She's insulting me in her mind. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is why God gave us conscience. You know the conscience is the judge of your heart and your thoughts. Because nobody will know what you are thinking. Nobody can enter into your heart and know the deception, the plans, the evil plans that you are making. But it is your conscience. And that's why you don't have to kill your conscience. God put conscience there to check you, help you to do what is right. And so Oh, this oh, I mean this my somebody's wife. Oh, I, I, I don't have to say or think of such a thing. It's your conscience. Hey, this, uh, if, if I can steal from this place, this office, if I, you know, this product, if I can, I can, you know, you start with your mind or you start calculating. Hallelujah. Amen. And so you, you need to, you need to be very um, uh, sensitive to your conscience. That whatever that you're doing, you must let your conscience judge you. Is this right? So if God had delivered you, 
you need to testify. And that's why Paul is saying something here. He said we have renounced. You know, we have renounced. It's not that it will not come. It is not that people will not approach you for a deal. In fact, even stealing, somebody can approach you that will tell you, when we, you help us to get to this place and we are able to make this money, I, we give you your share. We are going to share and make sure you get your portion. So the Bible is saying, we, I mean, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Hidden. Dishonesty. The things that are dishonest, but they are hidden. Nobody is seeing it. There's no policeman. There is no law enforcement agent. But this is not good. I will not do it. You are there alone with the lady in the room and, and it's not your wife. Why should something come to your mind that, oh, oh, I can do this and this? That you need to renounce it. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And the Bible says, not walking in craftiness. Some of the things is a crafty way. Oh, I'm going to see this person. I'm going to. In fact, pastors, even people come to us in a crafty way. Amen. Amen. They want you. I remember one day a woman approached me and he said, I want to discuss something with you. I said, What is it? He said, uh, Pastor. My husband is a womanizer. I've tried everything. She will not, he will not stop. So I want you to come to our house and then you say you saw a revelation that my husband has gotten accident and is dead because of um, a woman. Don't I say, woman, what, what, what do you, what are you trying to uh, drag me into? I said, no, I can't do that. How can I go and lie in the name of God? What I have not seen. And then I'll come and lie and say, oh, God revealed to me. What kind of thing? Just because you want to achieve something. And I believe I'm not the only pastor. Some women have approached. And some, for their own parochial interests, will do that. This is a crafty way. Prophecy in a crafty way. 
You heard a conversation and you say it's a, a prophecy God revealed to you. Sometimes even you have an access to a data, then you use it as a, a prophecy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says we have. So if you have a testimony that you have renounced the uh, crafty things and the uh, hidden dishonesty, I mean, it's a good testimony. Second Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse 9 to 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Verse 10. And with all the deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You know, he's talking about pastors who will come some men of God talking about prophets with all craftiness deceive you know the Bible said his coming is after Satan it's Satan who is sending them so that they can spread false testimony but there are people with true testimony Hallelujah. Amen. Testimony of deliverance from lying lifestyle. That one I've said it in uh, in um, Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-five. Ephesians four, twenty-five. Ephesians four, twenty-five. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Amen. Amen. So, if you have been delivered, you were pathological liar, and God has delivered you. You became born again, and you've been delivered. You need to give testimony. It will help someone else. In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 He said, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor and work in with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needed. The Bible is saying, if you used to be a, a thief, you were stolen before, and you become born again, and you are not stealing anymore. 
When I was a student, I once sent my material to a tailor. Then a friend told me, hey, this tailor, he will sew it and he will wear it and take it to disco before he will give it to you. I said, oh, ha. One evening, I was going, then I met this guy. And straight away, the trousers, I said, hey, Charlie, this is my trousers. Oh, no, 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 no. I had the same thing. It became argument. I said, okay, let's go so that you give my material. You show me my material. Oh, your material, I'm not sure it is there. I said, let's go. And, and then you show it to me. So the Bible says if you used to steal you steal from your office you steal from friends stealing you see we only know I'm robbers but you know petty petty theft you know, oh, this one, oh, let me take it. Oh, this one. I'm Some not... people, even even when they are passing uh, through your house and some uh, you have handies on the line, as they are going, then the thing also is, is following them. Every morning, when we are there, we to the house and we are to in the um, in the 90s, when we started a church, I mean the deliverance, I used to get involved with some issues. And there was a woman um, staying in a compound house, and one of them prepared a panel soup with a distance. She's going into her room and back, and this another woman took a, a bowl and before he, he scooped in some handful of with meat and quickly. But as he was going, the whole thing poured. Because Stealing. You stop it. And and if you have a testimony, and when you come to church, when you give your life to Jesus and you are still stealing, there's something wrong. You must. It's a habit. You have to break it. I talked also about fornication. That there are some men and there are some women. They cannot just just um, to discipline themselves. Amen. Amen. It's a habit. And so it should be a bad sinful habit. And thank God 
by the power of prayer, it can be broken. It can be 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 21. And least when I come again, my God will humble me among you. And that I shall bewail many which have sinned already. And have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication. And lasciviousness. Which they have committed. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And before then he talked about envies. It's all habit. Um, in verse 20. Let, let me, let me. He said, for I fear least when I come. I shall not find you such as I will. And that I shall be found unto you such as he will not. Least there be debates. You know there are people arguments. It's a habit. Everything they will debate. Everything they will argue. Everything they, they have answered to. Every, that is also a bad habit. Strive everywhere you are, you have problem with people. You are transferred to the new office. There also you have problem with people. Every home you leave, you you are striving. It's a bad habit that God can deliver you through the word of God and also through uh, prayer. Bite boxing. Backbitings. You know, people will all, when they see somebody progressing, when they see somebody is going to have a certain event, all the time, bad advert about people, progress. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Swellings and turmoils. So, all these things are bad habit. It's a bad habit. The Bible talks about. Lasciviousness. You know, sometimes it's amazing. People sit in a car and or trot and a lady sit by them and 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 and, and all the way they begin to uh, uh, touch them or sometimes push them in the way. It's a bad habit. Sometimes you are 
Hallelujah. Amen. But thanks be to God, if you've been delivered, you can, you can indeed testify. Amen. Amen. Testimony from procrastination. You know, it's a bad habit. Amen. Amen. Um, when I was growing up, my, my mother used to say that procrastination is a disease for men. Amen. Amen. You know, and it would not help you to achieve what you are supposed to achieve. Because all the time, you delay your own progress. Let's look at Proverbs 25, verse 28. He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. You know, you don't have rule over your spirit. Every meeting you come late. It has become your habit. And that can delay your own progress. And your achievement in life. You are not proactive. I remember in elementary school, we in a primary school, and a teacher, he taught us something very, very useful, and it has really helped me all these years. He said, Set your time 15 minutes or 20 minutes before. And so if your time, you, if, if it's now 12 o'clock and you set it uh, 15 past 12 or 20 past, that be, before you realize, because you can delay, and then you see you are within the time. And it is that will really make you proactive. Discipline with time. It's a problem in our nation. Discipline with time. When we say we'll do something 12, it will start Three. Time is something that when you lose it, you can't recover. Because time is with God. Time is with God. Not man. And so you can't say, oh, uh, 
I was supposed to come here at 3 o'clock. So uh, give me that uh, uh, the, the two hours I've, I've lost already. But when we come to Christ, we need to live with time. The Bible says redeem the time. Redeem the time. That means make good use of the time. You may have all the qualifications. You may have all the skills. But if you don't redeem the time you can lose it. You can blow it. Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot achieve your set goals. Amen. Amen. Testimony um, from a testimony of deliverance from gossip. Some people love gossiping. It's not only women who gossip. Men, some men can really gossip. It's a bad habit. And you need to break it. Always whispering. You see, you see. All the time gossiping about people's Progress, those who are not doing well, you are gossiping, you're running commentary. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. First Timothy 5:13. How they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tactless also, and busy body, speaking things which they out not. Amen. Amen. Gossiping. It needs to stop. We get involved with matters that are too high for us. Especially with the social media. If you are not careful, you are caught into the gossip. Well, some of the things that are fake news are all gossip. Hallelujah. Amen. As a child of God, you need to. So, if God has delivered you from gossip, you have to testify. That yes, I used to do it power. But now I've been delivered by mercies of God. In first Corinthians chapter ten verse thirteen. 
No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So, Amen. Amen. Deliverance from habit of smoking cigarette, even though it is injurious to your heart. I remember when I was a pastor, a man came to our church. When I was in Nigeria, this, this is a very noble man. And the doctors had warned him of uh, lung cancer because he was a chain smoker. The wife trying to help this man. And so the man came to our church. I prayed for this man. Then I said, don't buy it. Don't buy it. He said, okay. Oh, uh, say you. One day, in those, I used to use bicycle to go around visiting the members. And I was possible. Then I came to this man's the wife has a shop. You are standing there and smoking. So I packed my back at his back. And I was just standing. Then he turned, he saw me. Then the man had to cover the live cigar into his hands. And you could see the smoke coming uh, from the size of the fingernails. I look and I say, oh, oh God. You don't have to do this to yourself. So he dropped it. You see, addiction, I mean, you, you know, bad habit even the thing is destroying you, but you don't want to stop it. Including weed or marijuana. People love it. And it's destroying them. And so they can't stop it. Amen. Amen. They will just, just yeah, all the time taking it. It's a bad habit. But thank God in my ministry I've seen people that have, the power of addiction have been broken off their lives. People who were pushers, thank God one of them 
who was in the ghetto used to come here during our fasting and prayer. Now he's a pastor in New York and he came quite recently. He's buying a big land somewhere at Ablekuma to build a camp. So he said, he said, Bishop, the way God delivered me, I want to help them. In fact, when it comes, you go to their places and feed them. He said, when I see their life, some of them are even old, 70. They've done that thing now from 19 years. Now they are 70. They can't even go to their hometown. I am to be brave. I am going to be able to do it. I am going to be Amen. Amen. So cocaine will not help you. You've been delivered. It's a good testament. Don't feel embarrassed to share such a powerful testament. It will go a long way to help others. It will go a long way. So all the other some are alcoholics. You know, drunkards. Uh, one day, if they don't get the thing, it Did seems that? like their world is turning around. But it is for such people that Christ came. Somebody like Zacchaeus, he was a bad businessman. A wicked businessman. A cheat. Some businessmen are cheats. And they have gotten addicted to cheating people. They make profit out of cheating. Amen. Amen. You work for them, even to pay, it becomes a problem. Christ can deliver them. And we have many that have been delivered. So if you are a believer and you've been delivered, share your testimony. Your testimony about how you became born again and how you overcame sin and how you overcame bad habits can help somebody else. A lady was sharing with me how she was delivered from masturbation. Amen. Amen. She said, Pastor, it was serious. Because he said, I didn't want to go and take men and get pregnant. So I got into masturbation and it became something else. But thank God. She was delivered. 
Amen. Amen. Such testimony can deliver others. Go share your testimony. The true testimony. To give glory to God. And bring others to Christ. By so doing, we will overcome those with fake testimonies. We can uproot those false prophets and charlatans who come around with fake testimonies. God is still saving people from their sins. God is still delivering others from the power of darkness. God is still delivering people from uh, sicknesses and diseases. The dead are still being raised because the gospel is the same. People are getting their breakthrough. Others are being saved from bad habit. Habit of laziness. People are being delivered from all kinds of things that was holding them. Set testimonies is what God wants us to share. Jesus says, Go to your family, to your friends. And tell them what God has done for you. We'll continue with this message. May God give us understanding. And bless us. And help us to position ourselves according to the word of God. I want to pray with you. Lord God Almighty, I believe Jesus is the son of the living God. Amen. And because of my sins, he came to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Amen. And set me free. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.